In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the month of Misra, which is the second to last month of the Coptic year. Uh, the next month is called Nessi, which is um, means like to forget, because it's a very short month. It's usually five days. Uh, this year, because it's a Coptic year, uh, sorry, because it's a leap year, um, there will be six days in the month of Nessi instead of five, and it will push everything, all the feasts and all the events uh, for the next year um, forward one day um, until February 29th, which is the Gregorian leap year, uh, leap day that we add to the year. Um, and then everything readjusts back again to the normal schedule. That's why this year the Nairuz feast or the Coptic New Year feast is on September 12th instead of September 11th because there has been an extra day added um, to this year. Um, at the end of the Coptic year, every year, the readings of the church are related to the end of the world. Um, just as the year is ending, so also we contemplate and think about what is it, um, the end of the world, and the, the readings that we read today when Christ is speaking in Mark chapter 13 uh, about the end and the things that we should expect to happen uh, at the end. And the Lord said in verse 13, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Um, it's actually um, pretty easy for people to do the right thing for a short amount of time. Uh, but it gets harder and harder the longer that you have to maintain doing good and especially when the pressures and the stresses and the responsibilities and the difficulties keep mounting and increasing um, over time. And this is why the Lord was always careful to tell us to be watchful and alert about our lives and our spiritual lives, to be careful so that we don't fall into complacency. For maybe during times of peace or during times of ease, uh, times when everything seems to be going our way, we feel like we're cruising and we're going to be able to make it to the end without much difficulty. Um, but as anyone who has run like a, a long race knows that maybe you feel very energetic at the beginning of the race, um, but then after some time you begin to feel more tired and more tired and maybe you don't even have the energy or the strength to complete the race. And so the, 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 the lesson for us and the lesson that the Lord is giving to us is to always be watchful and, and careful so that we are able to endure um, all the way to the end. So I want to speak a little bit about the end, um, how to keep the end in mind, and how keeping the end in mind is beneficial and helpful to us in our lives, knowing that there is an end. Um, not, not, not believing that things are going to continue as they are now forever, uh, not believing that we are invincible, uh, not believing that we are going to, to, to be where we are forever, but that there is um, some kind of end. How does focusing on the end um, help us. The first is it helps us to understand the present. It helps us to understand the present. When we have an eternal perspective, it helps us to make sense of the things of the things that God allows for us to endure and to experience here on the world. Um, maybe we go through all kinds of difficulties and, and challenges and we can't make sense of them. We don't understand them. We don't know why they're happening. Um, we try our best and we rack our brains to try to figure out what is the benefit of any of the problems that we're facing, the struggles that we're facing, and we can't come to a, to a conclusion. We don't know why. Um, and, and maybe that question gnaws at us and, and we keep wanting to know why. Maybe, maybe knowing why we would get some kind of closure um, or some kind of peace to at least say, well, I understand at least the reason why maybe God has allowed me to suffer a certain way um, or to endure a certain thing. Um, but actually sometimes uh, like trying to find the answer to this question, why, uh, is, is in itself a source of stress. Um, the, the blessed is the person who doesn't need to know why. You know, blessed is the person who trusts that God knows what he's doing 
and that whatever it is that we're experiencing in the world now is necessary and important for us for some reason, um, even when we don't understand. Um, in Ecclesiastes 3.11, it says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in, the hearts, in their hearts, except no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. So even though if we were to try to understand the work of God, what is it he's doing and why he's doing it, maybe we, we don't have an answer. Or maybe we can't find an answer. But even, even still, it says he has made everything beautiful in its time, meaning God's timing is, is good. And God's way is good. And even the difficult times and the dark times um, are in themselves good. And when we keep our, our minds set on the end <clears throat> and where we are going and what God is preparing us for, then maybe it helps us to make sense of the present. Maybe we don't have all of the details and the answers of exactly why, but we can at least say, God is preparing me for something. God is preparing me for the end. God is preparing me for the next stage of my life, which maybe I don't know what it is yet. I don't know what, you know, why is it that I need to be prepared for it or in what way I should be prepared for it. But God knows. God knows everything. And he is preparing us um, for that. So keeping our, 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 our focus on the end helps us to understand the present. Um, the second way that focusing on the end um, benefits us is that it causes us to seek counsel. Um, not knowing the outcome of our lives and also acknowledging that maybe we are limited in our perspective and oftentimes also limited um, in our objectivity because each of us has desires and has certain things that we wish we could obtain and have for ourselves dreams and goals um, that maybe we want. But sometimes the goals that we have or the desires that we have are ungodly or unwise or not beneficial to us in various ways. Sometimes we can become so fixated on a specific desire that we have that we're willing to give up everything to attain it, even though it is something that is harmful to us. You actually read in the story today, so today is the feast of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and we, we spoke about Esau and Jacob. And when you contemplate on Esau, um, what is it that he did is that for the sake of um, his hunger in a moment, um, he gave up his birthright when he saw his brother Jacob had made this delicious stew that smelled nice to him and he was very hungry. So he chose to give up everything, um, his entire future, his birthright, his destiny, the will of God, everything about him. He gave it all up in one moment. Why? Because he was hungry, right? And then we read about what was Esau's reaction after. After he willingly gave up on his own, his own birthright, what did he do? He went and he hated his brother, Jacob. He hated his brother for all that had happened. Um, but actually, he forfeited it himself. He said, no, this is, this is something that is not important to me. So sometimes we have um, certain desires or make certain decisions um, rashly or quickly, and we don't consider what is it that the, are the consequences of such a decision. And so by keeping the end in mind, it helps me to what? It helps me to seek counsel. Maybe instead of jumping to a decision quickly um, and, 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 and thinking that I know what is right for me uh, or trusting my emotions, trusting my thoughts, I say, let me, let me present this to someone who is wise and, and get their opinion about it. Maybe even more than one person who is wise. Say, maybe, maybe they will tell me, you know what? The thing that you want is actually harmful for you. The thing that you want is not good, right? You shouldn't seek after it. And even though our hearts might be attached to it, but it is something destructive. Um, in Proverbs 1, 5, it says, A wise man will hear and increase learning. 
and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Um, the, the wisest people actually to have lived, they were not only just wise in and of themselves, but one of the, the marks of their wisdom is that they sought counsel. They realized that they themselves didn't have every answer. Um, and that's actually a mark of wisdom. Mark of wisdom is to say, no, someone else, I need them. I need others. I need other people to come and to, to help me and to give me information, to give me counsel, to give me guidance on what it is that I'm doing. Because maybe the, the, the life that I'm living or the, the path that I choose for myself is not appropriate. And I can't see that or understand that quite yet. The third reason to keep the end in mind and, and how it benefits us is that it inspires us to endure. Um, Sometimes, again, we go through long-lasting challenges and trials in our life, it's things that maybe are debilitating, things that are causing us to suffer, things that we are reminded of from the moment we awaken to when we go to sleep and we feel like we are constantly living under the suffering of some difficulty that we have to face or some loss that we've had to endure or something we wish we had that we do not have. But when we have these trials and these problems that we endure in our life, um, what inspires us to continue? What causes me day after day to still have the strength and the energy to be able to live my life and not just to live my life with like, uh, you know, with, with, with just like a mentality of survival where it's just like I'm, I'm constantly sad and I'm suffering and I'm depressed, but to live my life with an attitude of hope and an attitude of thanksgiving. Um, and joy in my life? What will keep us to feel like we are able to endure and to thrive even in the midst of the suffering that we face um, in this world? And that is because we remember the end. And we remember that God is just and in the end we will receive justice. And in the end we will receive reward. And that as we said before, there is a reason why God maybe is allowing us. And so every thing that happens to us in our life is, without, is with purpose. It's not purposeless. It's not aimless. It's not arbitrary. There is something that is good that is in it and that when we remember the end that whatever suffering we face will have an end the, the suffering will not last forever even if it might feel to us that it will last forever in the moment and that there is no relief from it and that nothing will alleviate it but we believe that there will be an end to suffering and that god can of course end whatever suffering we have at any time in hebrews chapter 12 saint paul says and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame sometimes we look to the life of christ and we minimize the kind of suffering he faced because we say well he was god okay but if you if you look at really the, the suffering that he faced and endured um, this is, he's here saying, Paul is, is, is comparing, he's saying, look, Christ endured the cross. He endured the cross for our sake, and for him, it was joy. It was joy, why? It was joy because he was, he was bringing salvation to all of creation, to all of his people, which is the thing that um, he wanted more than anything. Actually, the, the cross was the culmination of all of the work of God from the moment of the fall all the way up until then, that the, so the work of salvation had been being prepared and being played out throughout all of history until that moment that it was accomplished. So um, here also St. Paul is saying, let us also run the race of endurance, and that endurance is necessary. Endurance is necessary in actually so many ways of our, in our life. It's, it's necessary in our relationships. It's necessary in our work. It's necessary in our service. It's necessary in order for us to be successful in anything is that if you do it for a day, you will never get anywhere. Right? Anything that you do for a day or for a week or for a year, maybe you will never get the result that you want. The person who is really, truly successful 
in any aspect of their life is the person who endures and continues to endure even in the midst of challenge. Because endurance actually only matters when there's challenge. If everything is going well, right, then there is no concept of endurance because everything, you are being propelled by the momentum of your own, you know, if your own emotions that is like good, like everything's going well, so you feel motivated and driven to do good. But nothing is always going to feel good. There isn't anything that's always going to feel right. There's everything that matters in our life. There are going to be dark times and there's going to be difficulties. And the question is, in the midst of those dark times, what do you choose? Do you choose to continue to endure and find solutions and come out stronger at the end? Or are you going to give up and you're going to say, no, this is too difficult. And so I'm going to stop. The people who are truly successful in whatever avenue of life are those people who do not give up, but they continue to the end. Um, also, focusing on the end helps us to despise vanities. Why? In Proverbs 27, it says, For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. Meaning, if, if a person is, is wealthy and cares about their wealth and seeks after wealth and their whole life is oriented around the idea of gaining wealth for themselves, well, what are you going to do at the end? At the end, you will have spent all your life pursuing something which you are losing, which you will be taken from you. So the wise person, again, is the one who identifies that the things that we pursue in the world are temporary and that there is no benefit to them in the end. Um, we should be careful lest we fall into this trap and the snare, of this desire for wealth and vanity, um, even other kinds of vanity, like the vanity of beauty, for instance. Again, it's something that is fleeting. It's something that's temporary, that we have, have it maybe for a moment, but then it is taken away. And in, when it is taken away, what is it then we live for? You know, there are people who, you know, uh, maybe spend their whole life glorying in the things that they have, whether it is their beauty or their wealth or their power. But then when the time comes that these things are taken away, they find that their life is empty. They have nothing left because they didn't build their, ha their, their life on something permanent or something of real value. They built it only on vanities, things that uh, are fleeting, things that do not have any eternal value. So keeping our mind focused on the end helps us from falling into this trap of, of becoming absorbed with the vanities of life. The, the things in life that we maybe try to identify ourselves by that are fleeting and, and, and against God's vision for our life. The fifth way that focusing on the end benefits us is that it saves us from foolishness. Um, in Proverbs 5, Proverbs 5 talks about um, a man uh, like a foolish man who was seduced by a woman who was a seductress um, and and that how his poor choices caused his life to to be destroyed and, and so one of the things here that King Solomon says in Proverbs 5 it says for the lips of an immoral woman drip honey and her mouth is smoother than oil but in the end she is bitter as wormwood sharp as a two-edged sword her feet go down to death her steps lay hold of hell and what is this alluding to? It's alluding to the fact that in our life, maybe we have temptations um, that are very powerful. And those who fall into these temptations that make poor choices in their life, that then destroy their life. And if we keep our mind focused on the end, maybe in the midst of such temptations, we can remember and say, no, this is, this is immoral, or this is ungodly, or this is damaging to my life. This is something that's going to hurt me. In order, in, in, instead of just focusing on the moment and what my desires are in the moment and gratifying myself in the moment, we focus instead on my future and say, what is beneficial for me in my whole life? 
you know, again, back to the, 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 the example of Esau, like he, he, he destroyed his whole life for the sake of one moment, you know, for years after that, you know, of what value was that stew that he ate? Would he look back at that stew and say, yes, it was worth it. You know, it was worth it. It was such a good stew. I'm really glad that I chose the stew. No, actually, it was, it's, it's nonsense. He, he would despise that stew. He would look back and hate the stew. The stew would be disgusting in his mouth for the sake of what is it that he gave up in order to attain it. But in that moment of temptation, in that moment of his lust after it, um, his desire and his appetite for it, to him in that moment, it looked like it was the greatest thing in the world, that there was nothing that could compare with it, and that he would go after it and give up everything for it. And maybe we make poor decisions like this, that we become fixated on something that we desire so much, something that is ungodly, something that is unwise, and we make decisions to go after something that is going to destroy our lives, but in that moment we despise our lives. We don't care about our lives. All we care about is that thing, that thing that I desire that I want to go after. And, 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 and when we go after it, thinking that it will satisfy, and then we realize that the satisfaction we get from it is so fleeting, and the destruction that it's caused to our life is something we look back at and we despise the thing that started this whole process. So definitely remi remembering the end, remembering that there is a judgment, remembering the, the, the totality of our life, and not just the moment, it can save us from foolishness and foolish choices um, by doing so. Finally, the last point is um, being watchful. Remembering the end helps us to remain watchful. In 1 Peter chapter 4, it says, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Um, we look at the parables that the Lord gave uh, about the servants who uh, were, were in a house and they're partying and they're drinking, getting drunk and doing all these things um, because the master is away. And they don't expect the master to come anytime soon. They expect that he's going to stay away for as long as, uh, you know, because he's been away for a long time. Um, but the moment comes where the master returns, he finds the servants being irresponsible, and he punishes them for what is it that they have been doing. And certainly, when we are born to this world, and our entire existence and experience has been that every day I wake up, you know, every day I wake up and there's another day. Every day I wake up and there's another day for me to live and to make choices and to, 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 to live my life however I, I want. None of us expects that tomorrow we're going to be dead. I mean, to put it frankly right? Like no one, no one of us expects this, right? But there will be a day that comes for all of us where it will happen, right? For each of us, there's a, there will be a day where it is the last day, right? And in that sense, the master has, has come and he will look at our works. He will look at our actions. He will look at our life and he will say, what is it that you have done? Have you, have you been a good steward for all that I've given you um, or not? So someone who is keeping the end in mind is watchful, because they know that the end can come at any time and there is no way for us to predict it. There's no way for us to tell when it will be. And so we should be watchful each and every day because we can imagine that each day is the last day. Um, and of course, the, the reasons why we, we should do so is not just because we're afraid of punishment. Um, we, we do so because we love God. We do so because we know that God's commandments are actually for our benefit, that we want to follow him, not because we're afraid of him, we want to follow him because we know that the things he said are for our good. The things he said is, is benefiting us, is helping us, that our life is enriched actually by his commandments. Our life is enriched by his will, that whenever he says no to something, that means that that thing is actually harmful to me. And over time, in building a relationship and experience with God, that we begin to truly believe that even the things that look to my eyes 
as being the best thing um, are actually maybe not. Like if we again are in Esau's place, looking at that stew, um, instead of trusting our heart, which tells us that this stew is the best thing ever, um, we say no. Um, out of even out of just discipline, even just uh, even if I'm completely not convinced in that moment, but God tells me that this is harmful for you. Okay, I will believe you. Maybe I'll understand later. Maybe I'll figure it out later that this is the truth. Um, but to trust God and to be watchful and to follow Him is um, is very important. So we mentioned um, six points of the why we should focus on the end. The first one, it helps us to understand the present. The second is it, it allows us to seek counsel. The third, inspire us to endure. Fourth, to, despi uh, to despise vanities. Fifth, saves us from all foolishness. And sixth, um, to be watchful in the path. So may God grant us, and during this time of the year, especially when um, all the readings of the church are about the end of the world, to kind of take stock of our life and to see how is it that we've been spending our time, what is it that we should be doing and focusing on, and may God grant us his mercy and hope in the future. And glory be to God forever. Amen.